Today, we're going to talk on unconscious. It's that part of power, the unknown. Milton says that the unconscious is always positive. And Dick says there is something that lives within us that is way larger than who we are. And the purpose of our lives should be to let that power surface. It's that part of us that is literally unconscious. It's got the ability to push us way beyond what the ego would want us to do. And the part of our ego cannot control without some kind of discipline and learning as to how to communicate or dialogue with these unconscious forces. So we got to teach the ego, the left brain, the logic, the definition of self. What if I told you that the dreams that we have are the videos or the pictures taken by the unconscious? Now that is from the left brain point of view. It's like a picture taken from the night view what happens to us during the night time and what we do throughout the day gets mirrored in these dreams the unconscious at night so that it will appear in in the consciousness from the ego position in the dream from the soul position so if you remember in the last class we we actually set up the dialogue between the conscious and the unconscious and, and taking that from there if experience is not coming to the body then it's merely knowledge and it is not known. It's just chatter, chatter, the blah, blah. And that totally explains the old saying which comes from the, red, the Redwood Forest, the UCSC land, that knowledge is just a rumor if it isn't in the muscle. Like you can say, I know something, like, like I know I'm gonna fall sick or I know I'm gonna die. Uh, that can be from the head, but it's a totally different thing to be told that you've got six months to live. And now imagine if that, that data comes from the body that knows that it's going to die. So every time you get an intuition, you, you want to distinguish between thought and intuition, um, see where is it coming from and see if it's got a place in your body, the somatic intelligence. So now from my point of view, to work with dreams strictly is to get out of the head and get in the body. That's Fritz, the classic of Fritz. It's to end um, that knowledge that is, that is not necessarily, which is going to change the way your life is because it's only knowledge. Um, and the real deal and the real juice is to find the somatic intelligence. If you bring that information down to the body um, and, and if you, let's say, have a snake in the dream or fire in the dream and if you become the snake or the fire in the field and allow that energy to come through the feeling of i have caught this energy in the body the client one says gosh i have never experienced this energy in my whole life what a dream that is once you experience that energy in the body uh, it's for you to know a no b to experience and c to be curious to be curious as to a again what is it like second what does it want from me third what's the message here and what's the meta message here curiosity is therefore an asset judy reminds us about this all the time you, you see something totally different happens when when things are experienced at the muscular level a client once told in class that uh, i had a dream of a wolf and Dick told her, well, could you become one? And there she got out of the chair, came up, and, and we could see the wolf going around with magnificence and majesty. 
with all the details and from the meta position all of us could tell it's more than head knowledge there was learning in the body some assimilation and curiosity actually the client displayed generosity to a great extent and we could all witness the enormous energy of the wolf amongst us moving up and and that was the magician at play we were all so mesmerized like always now the wolf is the animal of the apollo you you know this right we, we discussed this also um it's a very intelligent animal but its weakness is greed it wants something and often it does not know what it wants now want is an energy and this is the archetype the energy wants more and more now the gestaltian and the jungian both play pay close attention here because this is the first time we'll be bringing both these aspects together to the field the polarities and the archetypes both in one frame when i was listening to dick when he was talking about um, this part i was some completely in awe of the, the the giant and knowing him he was one on the enneagram and that brings in perfection and class ah well now that greed of the archetype of the wolf on the negative side it's it's wanting more food more sex more alcohol more money more etc etc more of anything that is concrete now if this greed grows on the other polarity in the spiritual direction then it would be extreme creativity you see these archetypes will always have two polarities within each archetypes now that is the underlying principle of every constellation every drama every interaction that you see for you to recognize before responding is the crux is the thing so a to understand which polarity under which archetype is communicating and second which polarity in you have been activated or triggered in that domain when the other shows up so who have you become when the other shows up see it's it's always the interplay that happens you see this is the understanding that you bring to the field the whole the perceptual position and the distant reasons so once it's on the concrete side then it's perverted and the moment it swings to the other side it becomes creative so here is the beauty of nlp and the learning from judy where she says one without the other is incomplete that is why the buddha leaves the palace in every birth in every universe the real learning is the learning that involves the east and the west so we need this energy of want of the concrete but to also get this energy so that we get the amalgamation of both the mercy and the mercedes so let's talk of salvation in the palace so that no man has to abandon that or feel guilty about it um it's not one without the other cause it takes two to no one this united force is the force of the universe it's creative force it's the force and the source that lives breathes and moves in every single atom and whatever you want to call it god the universe or even tom that force 
is the maker of dreams cause it influences it shades and it directs so disha deta hai it gives ah, sorry it gives it gives direction do you get the concept and therefore we have a place to reach which we will reach whether we decide that or even if we don't decide it takes us somewhere somewhere for sure as the future unfolds uh, as the future unfolds and the story is told uh, it's the world of the tao now so if you if you understand the being and the doing but but we need both these polarities you got to be till you're found and then the doing comes in place so it's not again one without the other and not to be overtaken by our own overwhelming ego but to find that path that we are able to live now the wholeness comes from the totality of our being now you have to seek that harmony between the conscious and the unconscious yeah i read that yeah it's it's that harmony so let's take a question there yeah yuli asks me a question um um and and to respond to that i would say uh, let's take the masculine and the feminine energy let's consider these two energies now remember when i say the two energies we are not talking in any way about gender and when i'm talking of masculine don't make it synonym with patriarchy in fact in my opinion um <clears throat> it's the parody of masculinity and i don't think it's a new idea now is it if um if you look at various cultures across you will find the existence of these energies to wonderful stories like the shiv shakti or the yin and the yang now in gestalt when i look at dreams i seek the balance which is what i learned from dick we try to seek the balance in the client's map of the world of one energy with another and then bring that balance to the body and then to anchor it in a way that the head and the somatic intelligence can access this data for all future references so it's integration it's amalgamation it's assimilation and then the osmosis and then the big one right the access and the radiance does that make sense julia yeah let's take another one it says tell me more about feminine energy well um it's not one without the other right um and when you look at the feminine uh, you look at it as a process instead of a product it's being versus doing and we're going to talk a lot of this back and forth throughout today's talk today's session it's what we discussed in the topic of drawing from the right side of the brain the work of betty edwards it's being in the here and now not displaced in the past or searching something in the future um yeah you you'll get that with the other part there's there's another question waiting and i like to integrate both and you you'll get this what are the masculine qualities that are within all of us i really like the way that question is framed it's not framed as to um what are the masculine qualities there's a presupposition there which says what are the masculine qualities that's within all of us that takes away the distinction of gender male and gender female which is the beauty the real masculine yeah and here's my response to that i'd say the real qualities of masculinity is 
discrimination, discernment, logic, uh, clarity, looking at goal, taking that action to move that goal in a particular direction, the ability to hold polarities for long term, honoring the feminine, appreciating the work of the feminine, the ability to, to integrate the feminine and to work in harmony with the feminine, creative energy, which works with the feminine. And then the two works just together. Now we have to have both these energies just as we have the day and the night. Not only we need to have these two energies, but we need to balance them actively, check them through the very existence throughout. And it's essential that both sides work together. And it is in the best interest of each. And it's only then we strive for peace, creation, and then the presence. So I, I say, while you strive to light and to spirit and to the beauty and to the truth, don't discount your own imperfection. Now here, when I speak of imperfection, um, I'm not speaking of the negative concept of self. I'm speaking of imperfection, which comes with the disbalance, with the with, with, with sometimes when we are not balancing it, but it's acceptance of the other and how we are incomplete without the other and without that balance. Or else we will continue to live constantly in this denial. Now that is the thin line. Yeah, and, and we should get that. Thank you for that question. Did I answer you? Yeah, so thank you for that question. Um, uh, I, I get the other one. No, I'm not asking that. So what do you do if you love the dark side? Romance, romance, what's that? Yeah, I, I don't know if the pronunciation is right, but um, what do you do if you love the dark side? But my best response is, the dark side is beautiful. That's my best response. The dark side is beautiful. The feminine can be cruel if you do not honor her. Same like the way the masculine can be cruel if, if it has gone unhonored. We all have a dark side. Now, this is not the dark side or the sin that the society has defined or cultures have defined or religion has defined. This is the dark side, which comes with suppression of desires of the human side. I'll say to fall in love with this dark side is justice, is the juice of life. It's like the dark side of the moon. How can you hate it? Because it comes to light also. We all have a dark side, don't we? You remember that song? We all have a dark side. Um, I'm not talking about the ideal woman here. Yeah, that is defined by society to be put up on, uh, to be put, uh, you know, to put a Madonna on top of a pedestal who's all right and all perfect, all nourishing and all cherishing the mother um, and making a goddess of her on top of a pedestal. I'm not talking of that. I'm talking of the ability for her to be human, who loves being in the body and then loves her body as well who loves to see the glory of the rains, the birds, the dance, to fall in love, to make mistakes and to make them again. 
and then to have her own choices then to decide again to live her sensuality to love her sexuality not to be chained or to be kept as a trophy or defined by these altars or even to be worshiped there is a difference between being honored being respected and being worshiped you see there's a difference of of honoring and respecting versus worshiping to know that it is human and it's only human to love it the body and its urges instead of uh, being anything other than human that is separated and not one amongst us that's the gap the other side of this mother or the or, or the other side of the mother on the pedestal is mary magdalene and people do not mention that they have this archetype and they have right but many 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 men would have wife and mistress and many 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 women are equally split the judo christian tradition has left the feminine right split down at the middle and and that we have the virgin and the whore now that's not only at the individual level but also at the community level also at the cultural level in man it it is split between the father and and the one that runs away from responsibility the provider the don juan and what you call as a dark side if it's rejected it will also be manifested and it will show up strong in every culture and that there is something wrong in the culture of being you know that's that's i think something that is wrong in every culture because somehow they they hold you for not being um for being accepting the body in many ways for being earthly yeah? for being human you know really loving the body and acknowledging the rhythms of the body is important that's the only way you know that you can swing between the body and the spirit it's not one without the other our culture have in many ways disregarded people who have lived a full life a life honoring their body these people in many ways have been tagged as stupid slow or naive now i do believe in the evolution of consciousness and i do believe that there is a god goddess and these two together well they cannot be separated now that's my point of view god or goddess or i think god as a spirit and goddess as the manifestation of that spirit and you have to have both in order to in order for either of one to exist in our mentality or visualization you get that play of that uh, that constellation uh, you need to have both for either of them to exist that's gestalt in many ways so i see these archetypes are being um are beginning to come in the dreams of hundreds and thousands of people dreaming all around the world uh, as as the god is trying to balance the feminine energy that has been lost around on this planet or maybe to balance the masculine energy you see these messages are from either the local or the global level these are messages that that you see either from your own depth or from above but wherever it's coming from the message is clear it's not one without the other it's through both and both must exist for the rider of one to show up it's the balance that is the key and that is the ultimate message the message is to check for avoidance 
and then balance that. The message is to check for overcompensation and then to balance that. Once you check where is that avoidance and where is that overcompensation and which are those areas, that recognition and awareness will itself bring healing and a sense of or a sort of balance. Unless there is an agenda or a secondary gain to keep the imbalance. Sometimes there is a gain in keeping that imbalance. John says, the agenda is the impedance to learning. The agenda that you have to maintain and create and to retain that imbalance is gonna stop you from growing and building better human relationships and bonds. Well, and that is because the mind is so fast ahead of the body and the body stores the feeling. It quotes the feeling so that you raise in order to obliterate feelings, then it ceases to be human. This is the point where the race has gone completely beyond human. Now, what is the point? And therefore, the attempt of everyone to bring sense back that God is back to humanness. It, it has to come back in the body so that there is a sense of connection and direction. In that speed and manifestation between God and spirit in its own form, the body moves so slowly as compared to the mind. The mind can find the warm hole, the quantum entanglement, and it keeps jumping. But the body, because it quotes the feeling, it, it goes in a way. And, and, and you, in no way, should be able to suppress that feeling. And people who can feel the feminine energy will feel this discord. And if you feel it, your heart will break. To see what people are doing to their body, to their children. It's a meaningless race to a no finish point. It's a synesthesia sometimes. The many polarities are not collapsing and therefore they are creating further more of so many of them. Deep, painful and hurtful. And this disparity continues. The way ahead is simple. Either you face those avoidances, you face those overcompensations and you collapse the split or you overcompensate the avoidance even more and create more polarities. Obviously, the latter is more heavier and painful and splitting. And it is seen in many ways in our schools. The creative world has been taken away and it's overcompensated by the memorizing of facts and these idiosities. And it's really sad to see how children are taken so far away from their imagination. They're not even given a chance to dream, to explore their body, to explore their creative efforts. Now that immense energy that earns for creation, which is the masculine and the feminine, where the soul is not even given a chance to expand or to be, there is no room for that in our school, sad. But there's a lot of money that goes into building prisons and war missionaries. Now I can go on with this, but I think I'll take the next question. The next question, uh, you, you two can see, right? All of you all. It says, let us say uh, we recognize the divine or what you call as the collapse of masculine and feminine. Tell me what would happen to our society now or how would our society be different? 
good question. There would be great faith in being and in humanity. Um, a client that was going through divorce, in fact, she went through divorce and, she, and, and I was talking to her and I said, oh, she was trying to rush into the next part of the relationship in, in her cycle. And I told her, would it be okay to spend your evening off these days with music and with things that you would like to do? And she said, but there's nobody in the house. When I open the door, it's empty. It's so dark, she says. I get what she's saying, but here's another truth. She's not willing to consider her very own existence. I told her, but you are there. And for her, the I am nobody feeling was more. And that's exactly what we are saying. That's the whole point, the integration of the mind and the body and to be okay with the masculine and the feminine energy within self first before you seek that relationship outside. The sense of being someone, the, the beingness is the feminine and the masculine takes that being into the world, into deeper levels of faith. Now it goes in both directions actually and people would love their own creativity. They would honor the imagination to create and express themselves. They would honor the earth. They would be able to relate without having the power over the whole world because people wouldn't have agendas for their children or manipulate the love or people or relations or trying to please another, kissing asses, living up to another's expectation or seeking this validation. You see, in many ways, they would become a place. They, they would be creating a place where they would want to belong. And that's Robert's dream too for the NLP community and for the rest of the world. The deepest and the safest redwood forest where we all can grow and yet nothing and nobody is harmed. The ecosystem of I am because you are. Ubuntu in many ways. And to find that voice that lives within us, that is femininity. To find that voice which is connected to the depths so that instead of the voice coming out from somewhere else or from our childhood which says you should, you must or you have to etc etc. And when that happens to live, in the, in, in, to live that dream, a brand new masculinity, it comes into partner. The same thing with masculine. The more masculinity comes, the more the feminine begins to manifest in the dreams of real life.